Welcome, and thank you for listening to this episode of Leaps and Bounds. I'm your host, Tom Bash, and I'm thrilled to be bringing you conversations with some of the most successful CEOs, sales leaders, and home improvement professionals. When I started in this industry 20 years ago, tearing off roofs, I had no idea about what went into making a home improvement business successful. Now, having met with thousands of contractors, helping them adopt technology, and watching them grow, I'm excited to invite them on to share what's made them successful, what they're doing today to stay ahead of their competition, and the advice they have for others. Today, I'm joined by Mr. Robert Whipple, Vice President of Operations and Training at Southern Painting. Mr. Whipple didn't grow up a painter or stumble upon the profession. Instead, he spent five years weighing many opportunities using what he calls the four to one evaluation method. On this episode, he'll explain what that method is, what the three biggest mistakes people make are, and discuss his core values. We'll also talk about what he's reading, his outlook for the industry, and his thoughts on finding the right people. Well, I'm excited to get this show started, so let's go. Mr. Whipple, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Tom. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you today. Um, I'd love to I'd love to start these uh, episodes by asking you know, how you got started in this industry. Uh, so I'd love to hear your, hear your story. Well, that could, uh... That could go on for like several days, so I'm going to try to, to give you the cliff note version, Tom. But sure, I was in the service business, real estate, uh, for a long time and met Mr. Mark Collins, which is the owner and founder of Southern Painting. And we were in a Bible study together. And then um, one thing led to another, and we got in business together. And he's allowed me the privilege of helping lead this company to uh, new heights. But... Um, it's been it's been a whirlwind, but at the same time, every day is like a learning experience. And I'm so grateful that we have, you know, we have, I think, one of the finest companies in the country. Uh, we do a large volume for a small company, but at the same time, we're all about painting one home at a time. I think to date we painted over 150,000 homes, but I love dealing with people and my passion is working with customers working with people and with our team. And uh, when you add all that up together at the end of the day, I mean, it sounds like something that's Alice in Wonderland, but it, it's not, it's the reality. And if you build your business the right way and you do it at one step of the time and you, you surround yourself with the right people, which is my core value, number one, uh, it, it, it works. But um, it's, it's really the service industry. It's not so much contracting. I don't think you're so much in the contracting business or the window business or the roofing business you're in and again this sounds so corny but you are in the people business and helping people get what they need and doing it the right way with integrity and making a good profit at the same time yeah now you didn't get your start by by painting homes did you no in fact when um the interesting thing about that, Tom, is that sometimes when we go to a party, they'll say, what do you do? I say, well, I'm a painter. I have a, I have a paint truck and I have a paint ladder. I'm not knocking anyone that does, but that's probably not my forte. In fact, anytime I get close to the ladder uh, or the spray rig, they'll go, no, Mr. Whipple, no, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, but no, I didn't. And I just, really, my start is the love of business and the love of systems and how to, how to do something the right way. And when I saw, when I sat down with Mr. Collins uh, close to 27, 28 years ago, and I saw this, what this could become, I said, this is the business for me. There was only one problem. 
I didn't know anything about the painting industry. I knew zero. So I went to the public library, Dallas Public Library, got a book. By the way, Tom, they only had one book on painting at that time and got a book. And it was written like it's about 40 years old from a gentleman up east. But I read it and memorized it and swallowed it and learned the first time what's the difference between uh, latex and oil paint. So that's how naive I was. But I knew I knew what people wanted. And I, I just thought this would be the perfect fit for something that would work good for our team and for what we are working with. Yeah, it's funny. I, uh, I, I similarly had to learn the difference between latex and oil when we uh, bought an old house and had to, um, we painted over some wallpaper and we found out we needed to, to use an oil base instead of a latex base for that. But uh, anyways, I remember um, you, know, you, you and I had talked uh, previously and you'd mentioned uh, Jerry Jones speaking directly to you. Yeah, I, I remember so. It's just like it was yesterday. And uh, here he was on, you know, talking. And uh, granted, he was talking to probably 100,000 people on the radio, but he might as well just be talking to me. And he said something that just really, he says, if I'm right, 51% of the time I win. And I'm going, well, I, I like that. I like what you're saying, but I want to do it more than 51% of the time. To me, that's too close to the edge. I want to do it close to 80 or 95% of the time. And so that's what we try to do. We try to build systems that is something that works for everyone, not just, you know, myself, or Mr. Collins, the owners that we get to, I have the privilege of serving and their teams, but it works for the customers. It works, it works for the paintings, the painters. And it works for everyone, works for all of our vendors, Sherman Williams, which is a great company. So, yeah, I mean, it has to be win-win for everyone. And it's a relationship that's more than just saying, you know, we're going to get along. It's something with communication. It's something that has to do with not taking people for granted and then relying upon their leadership as well. Because when I start relying upon my own leadership, we start going downhill in a real hurry but I start relying upon the leadership of others that I surround myself with, my goodness, then the, the sky is, gets clear and uh, it's, it's, a better, it's a better way to live your life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanna talk uh, briefly here about uh, uh, Southern painting. What exactly um, do you guys, especially obviously painting, are you doing other trades as well? Just curious to know sort of a little background about the business. Well, we have 20 some odd offices, 24 offices, and we don't really call them offices. We are more territories, even though we technically do have some offices, but our specialty is repaints of single family homes. Uh, we don't really get into a lot of commercial. We can do some commercial, and I have done some, some really nice commercial jobs, but 95% of all the painting that we do is one single family home at a time. And it's typically not new homes, uh, it's typically just homes like Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, and people that have uh, bought their home and they want to update it. They want to come in and they want to transform it. They want to come in and build. They want to add color to it. So our big our big forte is just painting, and that's one of my biggest my biggest qualms is trying not to do wear too many hats. Don't try to get into this and this. Now we do wood, we, we replace wood and we do some liner, uh, minor uh, sheetrock repair and can replace some baseboards and things. But when it gets into like windows and it gets into doors and door casings, 
that's what we try not to do. Even though we can, that's what we try to shy away from. And our specialty is just repainting. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. What, uh, what sort of technology do you use uh, in the business? Is there a technology that you use in the business? Oh my goodness. Has it changed so, <laughs> so much? I mean, it was really literally with like a stone and tablet and where we would go out and we'd write the estimate. But that's another thing of mine. And that's, that's where I think you come into alignments, Tom. And I don't think you're going to build a business. I know this is not kind of the question, but I'm going to try to answer it in a roundabout way. I don't think you can build a platform, a business without great alignments. And we talked about that. And that's my number one core value is you surround yourself with good people. And I know this is, this is sounds cheesy, but it's true. Like Leap or Market Shark or a good assistant, uh, a good paint company. Uh, I like a good CPA, a good bookkeeper. But you have to have the technology and all of that because if you're going to try to go out and build a business today without technology, you are running uphill fast. And uh, it's just not going to work. And you, on top of that, without the technology, you're going to do it in a, in a windstorm. So you're running uphill in a windstorm when you just try to do it the old-fashioned way. So you have to come acquainted. And the way you do that is you don't have to wear every hat. You bring in people that are professional, you know, like Market Sharp, like Leap, and Socius, and other companies that we align ourselves with that can help you with the, you know, these solutions to really get you going and get you started. And so those alignments start kicking in. And uh, when those alignments start kicking in and you start doing this, you, you're going to find life is so much more enjoyable because you don't have to try to connect every dot. You don't have to try to do every single thing. Can you imagine someone owning, uh, opening a restaurant and trying to be the cook, you know, the bottle washer, the everything, the waitress, the waiter, everything. You just can't do it. You can, but eventually it's, that's going to be to your demise. Yeah. I really like that. I really like that quote. You don't have to have to wear every hat that uh, really resonates. Well, I'd love to touch on the other core values. I know that that's uh, really near and dear important to you. I'd love to, for you to expand upon those. Well, I, I kind of want to take a step back if I might for a moment. And I want to talk about, before we get into core values, I like to always find out what the negative is. And so what I put together is my three biggest negatives are the three biggest mistakes that you can make in business. I see it day after day. I'm not trying to help our competitors get better, but I'm just saying this is to everyone's demise, including mine. And so the first one is trying to do it all. So you've got to start building platforms. Now, obviously, you can't go out and hire this magnificent staff on day one, but you have to have an understanding that you got to start slowly but surely. Like I started with a personal assistant and that was 15 hours a week. And that was many years ago. And so they, they were a big help to me. But when you start trying to put together all these different hats, you start trying to put together all these different venues of trying to run this business, it's literally like you're a juggler and you're juggling all these balls. These balls are going to start dropping to the ground one at a time, two at a time. And that's a big mistake. The other big mistake is chasing something like chasing the sale. And you start making a priority to make the sale. And the worst thing you could do is make a sale that you're not supposed to make. And if it's not a good fit, and it has to be a good fit for everyone involved. 
the old cliche, the win-win. It has to be a win for everyone. So if you'll build the systems and you, and you build a good platform of good value for what people are getting in return, people will pay for good value. And then the other area, I just see it time and time, is people start trying to do as far as they try to get into this specialty. Okay, we're going to get into guttering. Uh, we're going to get in to replacing windows. We're going to get into replacing shutters. And you start getting a carpentry business and they're just opens up a whole new world of, of uh, problems, not possibilities. It sounds like possibilities, sounds like a great opportunity, but they are opportunities is the wrong kind of opportunity. And so you start chasing the deal and you start trying to do all these different things. So just get center in on one thing and do it extremely well. And you, you do that and you surround yourself with good people and you stop chasing the sale then good things will start being attracted to you, which is the the biggest from there is your alignments. And then the question you ask is, you know, what are your core values? And the second biggest core value doesn't sound very sexy. In fact, it sounds almost like, okay, this doesn't sound like it's that practical, but it is. But you got to be an expert in time management. If you do not have a good plan and a written plan and know how to plan, and understand the facets of planning. And then, and it's something you don't arrive at and go, okay, I've got that. Like I have a, a book and it's called The Big Day. And it spends about, it has about 40 pages on planning. And I mean, I, I still am learning today. And I, I've practiced the art of time management and planning till I'm blue in the face but I still have to work on it every single day. I don't get up in the morning and go, well, I've got that figured out. Well, there goes, there, there goes that one again downhill. So you have to become great, a great time management system. And you do that with your appointments, your EGT or your to-do list, and then your short-term written goals. And I'm not just a big goals person, but you gotta have short-term written goals. And all three of those have to match together. And I think one of the best words you can ever say is no thank you. And that is that you start eliminating stuff off your plate and then you start bringing people into your life to help you with that, with that stuff on your plate. But time management, number one is alignments and number two is time management. Yeah, I remember hearing recently, uh, I thought it was a really good phrase. It said, uh, sometimes the best jobs are the ones you say no to. Yes. And uh, I thought that that made a lot of sense and it, it also resonates there with what, with what you're speaking to. That's kind of the time management too, because some jobs, it just, it's not good for them to have you. And I'll sometimes tell a customer, I'm probably not your best fit. They really appreciate that. I appreciate that when someone says that to me, I'm not your best fit. Yeah, it may hurt a little bit up front, but in the long run, they're going to be better. You're going to be better. And that all has to do with the time management. How much time is this going to take? Is this something that's even feasible? And when you start saying, well, I'll just work longer, harder, just, you know, I hate the term like just, you know, hang in there. You know, when I think, what does that mean? Hang in there, you know, or I'm a survivor. I don't want to be a survivor. I want to have my life and orchestrated. And that's again with the time management systems and uh, which leads into number three and is cornerstone number three is your thinking. So here's the problem. What we think is right is right. We really believe we know what's best. 
In reality, it's just our opinion. It's just pretty much what you think. And it's pretty much what you think you know. So what you have to do is on purpose plan a time to go to work on your thinking. You have to always be working on your thinking. And that's why I am a ferocious uh, book reader. I love to read great books. One of the best business books ever written is the Bible. It talks more about business than just about anything. It teaches you things in there about business. But other there's other great books out there. And so I'm surrounding my thinking all the time of trying to increase my vision to get that thinking changed. And with the way I would think about something six months ago, even as, as long as six months, I'm short as six months ago, I'm thinking, well, you know, I used to think this way, but now that's not the way I would do it. And I tell all of our owners this, that if I had to start starting from scratch today, I would do nothing the same way. Nothing, 100% nothing. And that was from 27, 28 years ago. So your thinking is really critical. You have to go to work on your thinking. If you don't have a dedicated time to go to Robert Whipple University or whatever university you want to call it, to School of Business, and change your thinking, you're only kidding yourself. You're like Victory the hamster. I had a hamster one time, Tom, and every time that hamster, his name was Victory, he'd get on the Victory wheel. He would run and 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 run, and, run, and then he'd sleep all day or sleep all night. And then run and run and run. That's what most people do when they don't go to work on their thinking. They think they can get it fixed by multitasking, by doing a lot of stuff they shouldn't be doing. And that they need to do is stop and go to work on their thinking. The thinking along with a good plan, along with the right alignments. I mean, you already, the odds are in your favor. And that's what Jerry Jones said about putting the odds in your favor. I'm a big odds person. I love the odds. I, I, I want to look at the odds on everything. What are the odds of this succeeding? That's why I like to know what doesn't work before what does work. So then if I apply one, the alignments, two, your cornerstones. I mean, your really your written plan cornerstone. Number three, your thinking. Then life starts getting better. And you will see a noticeable change. Just, we have 11 cornerstones. I know we don't have time today to, to cover them all, but life will start getting better for you and you'll start to see more profitability, more efficiency, productivity. You'll start to enjoy life a little bit better. And the good news is you're in control of that. God gave you the freedom of choice. You can choose what you do. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And you start building that business the right way. Mr. Miss Johnson doesn't build a business. You build a business. God's giving you that creative power inside of you. So you can go out and start doing some really great things. It doesn't happen without good alignments. Sorry, that sounds like I'm preaching, but I'm not. It doesn't happen with, without a good written plan and then without changing your thinking. Those three things are the first three steps. Yeah, those are great. I, I think I told you this too the other day. I, I just finished reading a book called Think Again by uh, Adam Grant. And it, it, it aligns really well with that. And, and you know, always re-evaluating your thoughts and, and evolving. Uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic book. And, and presently I'm reading uh, 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 the one by Jocko Willink. Um, 
Uh, what is it? Called? Yeah, the one you said the other day. He's a Navy SEAL, isn't he? John yes, Hill. yes. Extreme ownership, and I'm sure oh, folks listening to the to the podcast will be like, "Oh, it took you this long to read that," but I'm in it now, and it's it's a super good book. But I'd I'd love to ask you, know, what aside from the Bible, maybe what's the last book that you that you read? I read the E Myth almost every week, and I like E Myth, and it's basically by Michael Gerber, and he has several different levels. If you just go to the beginning level of E Myth. That's really good. Thinking for a change is a is a is a great book. Um, I love the old books from Zig Ziglar and uh, Over the Top and things of that nature. But those are books that can and then good business books. Um, there's so many good pod, podcasts out there. There's so many good things you can listen to about business and putting the odds in your favor. And love good business books on the art of, you know, how to work in business and how to build a business. And it doesn't matter if you have a million dollars or if you, you know, are upside down several hundred thousand, you can start applying these principles and what you're learning in these good books. And again, it starts a transformation and it starts transforming who you are. And as you start that transformation, instead of changing on the outside, you start changing on the inside. And that's, again, what you're doing is trying to get you to change, for you to see things differently. And once you start seeing things different, big time differently, then your expectations start changing. And that has to do with your alignments. And you watch somebody's words, you watch someone's expectations, and I'll tell you where they're going to be in a year from now, just by those two things, your words and your expectations. So you start changing that. Not talking about being Pollyanna, but I'm talking about what you expect and the law of attraction and things of that nature. Yeah, uh, um, no, absolutely. I, you know, it's funny uh, uh, you mentioned you know, E-Myth and stuff. I actually, I hadn't heard of E-Myth until last year uh, and it was when I met wow. Michael Gerber. And I, <laughs> I didn't know who he was at first and he was giving a, a, a keynote address at, uh, at a Win the Storm conference, uh, sort of on the restoration side of the business for, for roofing contractors. And uh, he was there speaking and I had a chance to meet him and, and had picked up his book uh, that day. Uh, some interesting that you had brought it up. Uh, a great, great resource. What uh, What are you planning for in the future? What do you What do you see in the future? Um, maybe of the industry, but you know, even personally or the business. I think the home improvement business is probably one of the top industries uh, in the world to get into. No matter what you would be doing, I mean, that's it. Doesn't have to be just painting. It could be window business. I mean, I think the window business people are looking for good people that they can trust, that they have confidence in. So if you notice, they're just keeping, I mean, they're just building these homes, just they just keep building them and building them and building them. And one of the things I like about the uh, home improvement business is that people can do things to their own home if they're not selling, if we have a little bit of a turn back in the economy. So I think the home improvement business, I see great things for the home improvement business. Unfortunately, on the other side of that coin um, is there are a lot of um, not reputable companies out there. So you have to distinguish yourself uh, with who you are and your core values and what you stand for and what you believe for. And I'm not trying to talk about being a Boy Scout. Core values is more than just an oath or just something nice to say. It's something you start living by and it's something you start and By the way, when I say live by, I mean, it's not something like I've got 
I've got it all worked out because pretty much I don't. Pretty much every day, that's the first thing you have to recognize. You, you don't have it worked out. And uh, I mean, I used to get up every morning and have 51 ways to make it work before 5 a.m. But I found that you don't have to do that anymore. And uh, so, but I see blue sky. I see, gr I see great things happening in the industry. I do see, you know, some, some issues with supply and demand. Uh, there's some issues right now of getting certain sitting getting certain products uh, even in the home, new home market but uh, i do that i like that and that's that's one of the reasons i like aligning myself with sherman williams because they they have a lot of good uh, a lot of good resources for you as well yeah that's absolutely uh, no that's great and we, i've heard, talked to you know several other hundreds and thousands of, of contractors and home improvement professionals and and manufacturers are certainly a great uh, uh, resource of, of knowledge and information for them. Uh, I noticed uh, you, you guys have locations in uh, Florida, Georgia, Texas, I believe is correct, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, is, no, there, is there plans to expand from there or, or is there, are those three states chosen for a specific reason? Man, I'd love to tell you they're chosen for a specific reason. It was all <laughs> the big plan, which is systems, which is really cornerstone uh, number six. But it just it just happened that way, and uh, that law of attraction thing started happening. But um, when you when you start building and expanding, like we're, we want to, and we want to expand, but we're expanding a little bit different. Is we're expanding from within with building the right people and taking advantage of the market that's already there, so we don't have to drive twenty minutes to try to go do an estimate right in your own backyard. Our great homes. And they don't have to be, you know, mansions. They can be homes that, you know, are entry-level homes, but are still great homes to paint in. So for our company, uh, I see a tremendous growth. And not just opening franchises, because one of the biggest negatives of just opening a franchise is who you, you know, who you're going to line yourself with. Just because someone has some money doesn't necessarily mean that's someone that you really want to get in business with. So we're very careful who we, you know, who we work with, but at the same time, especially if they sound too good to be true, because normally most people that sound that good are not that good, but uh, more real life people and uh, people that have an understanding that this is something you are building for not just a quick one year or two year turnaround, but it's something you're building for longevity. So I see our company doing nothing but expanding with great services for our customers and great services for our industry and the continuing to improve our alignments. And I want to say it one more time, I'm very grateful for Leap, Marcus Sharp, other companies like that that have really helping us take it to a new level because they have and they are. Not that you're perfect. We know you're not. You know, there's only two people perfect and that's God and Nancy. That's my wife. But other than that, <laughs> Um, you know, it's just something you work with. And so I, I, I see us really having, um, I see us having great business. We have a good business plan and we're continuing to operate that plan. Yeah. You touched on it a little bit, but what are some of the, what are some of the biggest things you look for in people, whether you're, whether you're hiring people or looking at, you know, potential people for uh, franchise opportunities, what is it that you look for in people? Well, that's the, that's kind of on another negative. Just, just because someone has something written on a resume about them, it says who they are and they have these pedigrees and these pedigrees. 
that really does not mean that much. So when you're looking at people, the first thing you want to look at someone is, are they real? Will they tell you what's negative about them? Will they tell you what they like about this opportunity? Will they, will they just be upfront with you and not give you a candy coated answer? Someone that just gives me and tells me all the right things I want to hear. Again, I get very leery of them. And I want someone that's, that's has a, that has a realness to them. Now they can be a little rough around the edges. I'm okay with that. You know, I'm good with that, but someone that has some realness to them and I'm not talking about being a macho real. I'm talking about somebody being authentic and can be vulnerable a little bit and can say some things that are not popular to say, but at the same time, uh, the other side of that is they do have some skill sets of tact and they are just going to be the type of person that you'd want to bring home to dinner. You know, someone that you feel comfortable with in your house, someone that would that homeowner feel comfortable with that person sitting across the table from them. And uh, do they have, do they, do they, do they have great integrity about what they say? And the greatest integrity statement you can ever make above anything is not to try to act like you, you have all this integrity, but it's to walk the talk. I'd rather listen to someone. I mean, I'd rather watch somebody walk than somebody just has a big talk. And so I want somebody that has great integrity. And uh, that integrity includes, you know, saying, hey, I made a few mistakes along the way. And this is what I'm going to do to adjust those mistakes and put, put it back into a different position. So those are things. And I'll tell you one other thing I like in looking at people. Um, from the standpoint is, have they had some real downers in their life? People that have gone through a few things in their life can generally tell you, man, I've been there and I don't want to ever do that again. Yeah, and I don't want to get in that position again. So I like that. And then one other thing, somebody that want to get rich quick. Somebody's looking to get rich. Okay, I'm going to go out and make a zillion dollars this year. Nothing wrong with making good money, but there's no such thing as getting rich quick. This, this process is not going to happen overnight. This is not going to be something that's just going to take place in less than a year, a year and a half. And look, I'm there. I've arrived. Just not going to happen. It's going to take a process. It's going to take some years and sometimes someone that has the patience to adapt to uh, that philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I... Maybe this is half jokingly. Tell my wife, I'm I'm glad I made so many mistakes when I was young. <laughs> it's helped me. Yeah. It's helped me to learn a lot, you know, as I as I've grown and matured. <laughs> we laugh at that right now, but they're not right. laughable when you're going through them. Absolutely I, not. I've shared to many people the book. I mean, the movie called Dumb and Dumber. I lived that. I was one of those characters in my <laughs> life, and uh, no, it's just the truth. And so that's why God's grace is so good because He can take someone like me and take someone that's turned his back on God and do something with. And um, this is not about religion or church or Sunday school. It's, it's about the ethics. And it's, that's really wonderful. And that's a good way to start uh, adopting a transformation in your life that you don't have to figure it all out. Oh, you, you can't, in fact, you can't, you can't comprehend everything. So it's just, it's, it's a good step. It's a good step in the right direction. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, we're almost out of time here. So as we uh, wrap this up, I have an, one last question for, you. I'd love to know what advice you have for others that may be considering a change in their, in their profession. So uh, uh, I know that you've kind of gone through this where, where you were doing one thing earlier in your life and, and now you're doing this. And, and I'm certain there are others that are contemplating a similar move. What advice do you have for them having gone through that? Well, the first step is use a four to one method. And when you sit down and you look at change, don't be moved by all the stars and what you can do and the potential there, but look at the four to one. That, in other words, you have to have four positives to every negative. And so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look for the negatives real hard about this opportunity. And I'm going to try to list them all out. I'm going to try to be real. And I'm going to try to do some interviewing with different people like you're doing today. And I want to get three or four good negatives, maybe, maybe five. But at that point in time, are there enough real positives to overcome those negatives? And you're going to find that in most of the cases, it's not. I know that doesn't sound good, but it's the truth. So that means you have to put that opportunity on the shelf and you'll need to go look at another opportunity. And, and don't rush past the beginning. Don't just rush out and try to do something because it looks so good. And the better it looks, the scarier it makes. I just, I just, I shiver at thinking how good something looks sometimes because I'm thinking that's too good to be true. And 98% of the time that could too good to be true opportunity is there. So slow down, do a four to one evaluation, interview people, talk to people, make good notes. And then one, two, and three great alignments, you know, great written plan. You got to have a great written plan. And then from that point, you got to start reading about that industry, learn about it. Don't be in a rush to make that decision. It doesn't have to happen this month. And I know we want it to happen this month. We want it to happen now, today, tomorrow. Normally something happens now, today, and tomorrow is not going to be that great. So slow things down. Yeah, I, I think that that's great advice. And I think it's applicable across many things in life, not just, uh, you know, a change in maybe your occupation, your profession. I think, I think that can be utilized in, in a lot of different things that, that folks look at, especially, you know, in the home improvement industry, and it may be, maybe it's specific to roofing, but there's a lot of, of churn, I'll call it, <laughs> with sales reps. A lot of times they'll, they'll leave and either, uh, you know, open shop for themselves or maybe switch to another employer because they think the grass is greener. And I think stepping back and, and doing this four to one evaluation would, would certainly help maybe uh, identify some potential roadblocks before making those changes. Yeah. Anything you have to chase, it's not something you want. Yeah. Do you, do you remember how many opportunities that uh, you considered before, you know, landing on, on the one you're in presently? That's great. I look for five years. I know you don't want to hear that. No one wants to hear that. No one says I have five years, you know, I'm this age and this age, I got to do it this month or this year. That's a bad, that's a, that's, that's a formula for disaster. So it took me five years, but I used the four to one on every single opportunity I looked at. And the good thing is that I didn't know anything about pain. You go, well, that's not good. That really was good. Cause I knew about business. I knew about people, but if you'll, if I had to fast forward it, I could have probably done it now in six months to a year. It didn't take five years. But I think what you have to do is just start thinking, this is going to be at least three to four month journey to look at. 
And that's why and I like franchises, but the problem with the franchises look very glamorous on the outside. It looks very pretty because, okay, we offer you this and we offer you this and they're good, but they do in a lot of cases, but there's a lot of under, under um, the covers, under the sheets. And you just have to say, what's, what am I really getting into here? And so you have to look at all those different opportunities, but you know, at the same time, uh, franchises are a good way to go. I'm not, I'm not trying to work both sides of the fence. They are good, but the majority of them and what I have found, uh, is, is just, a you know, it's a lot of bells and whistles and it, it's just, um, so those are things you have to look at, but it's, it's a great opportunity out there, Tom, for anyone that's thinking about getting in the home improvement industry. Great opportunity for anyone. Yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely agree. It's a, it's a great time to, to be considering it. Uh, well, you know, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today, but I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this information with our listeners. I know I took a ton away from this, and I'm sure they will as well. So uh, really appreciate it, and uh, you know, thank you for joining us. Enjoy talking with you, Tom. Have a great one. Well, that'll do it for today's show. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode of Leaps and Bounds. If you did, be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast. We look forward to bringing you more exclusive conversations with some of the most successful home improvement leaders. If you're interested in learning more about Leap, be sure to check us out at leapdigital.com or follow us on our social channels. Until next time, see ya.